This is Adam Gorney back with the Respect My Decision podcast this week with a very special guest, Dominic Rayola, who is the father of number one player in the country, Dylan Rayola, who is yet to uh, make his final college decision here. So there's a lot to talk about. And Dominic, you guys have been on the road a lot, and we've talked about this at other times. That like you, you thought you were going to hit up a lot of spring games too, but man, you, you've been busy. So j- just your thoughts on seeing all these schools and then kind of settling down a little bit and not hitting the road so much. Yeah, um, I'll take you back, you know, from the time he decommitted and kind of just took a step away from everything and just kind of let the dust settle um, and let his feelings settle. And then we got back into it. Um, you know, we, we started in January by going out to uh, 3DQB. I thought that was an important part of uh, his development, of uh, getting with, with people that uh, that he wants to be around and he wants to train with. Uh, just part of the part of the deal. I mean, these guys are going to combines with the guys that are getting in the draft now. And you see draft guys out there. Jalen Hurts is out there now. And he's just, uh, just part of the deal. And and with that, you know, stopping at USC uh, a couple times, uh, being back to Nebraska a couple times, being in Georgia, um, you know, for our sixth or seventh time, um, you know, and uh, just uh, we were, we've been on the road. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you hit it on the head. And uh, it's just uh, it's a good time for for him to just step away and and, uh, you know, start honing in on uh, on the next steps. How good is it for him to be at 3D QB or, you know, just working out training, you know, even being around you as an NFL guy to be like, yeah, I'm good. But these guys are, you know, this is the starter for the Philadelphia Eagles, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's elite. Right. Uh, These kids all want to want to play in the NFL. And I know that. You know, I think it's a percent, a percent and a half of the population even get a shot to play in the NFL. So, um, you know, you, you want to always support uh, their dreams and, and their aspirations. And you try to put them around greatness and put them around what 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 we think is what we think is elite. Uh, really, it's not us thinking anymore. It's, you know, you just show like, you know, he's supposed to go out to uh, to Jeff Christensen uh, next week with, with Patrick Mahomes and. Who, who doesn't want to be around the best in the world, right? And so I think you can take everything uh, and you can just learn how these guys operate and, you know, not not, not necessarily try to you, – you're still your own player, but there's just parts of the, you know, parts of the process that uh, on the way that you pick up little things here and there and, and you know, there's there's things that we do here daily that that's part of that process. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just trying to be around – uh, elite and, and greatness a, a lot. You made a livelihood out of being in the NFL. Um, how much do you talk to him about that? And and what does it take to get there? Is it, is it just pure talent? Is it luck? Is it listening to others? I mean, what is it really that you've found to find, you know, a decade's worth of success at, at the biggest level? Yeah, it was, uh, you really never stop working. Uh, you're always trying to you're always trying to uh, sharpen sharpen your your edge, and uh, you always got to keep an edge. Um, it was something that you know, I just I, I, I never dealt with uh, never dealt with somebody telling me I couldn't do something, or I was you know I wasn't the biggest guy. I always had to sharpen sharpen my tools and uh, you know and staying sharp. And uh, it's it's everything though. It's from the time he wakes up to the time you go to bed. It's how, how you do things in school. It's how you do everything. I mean, when I when I go in your room, is your bed made? Is is it a mess? You know what I'm saying. So it's just the littlest things of, you know, raising these kids. And and you know, my wife has a big part of that because she was around me. You know, she was she was 
in in the essentially in that with me. Um, so it's you know from how you eat, what you put in your body, time are you going to bed, are you getting enough sleep, you know. So uh, and it's just now with all the resources they have, it's on steroids, and 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 it's so much more attainable to these kids. I think uh, I think it's just right there in front of them. But you know at the end of the day, I always remind them you got to play football. I said you can. You can do all the things you you have to do and for preparation and, you know, eat right, sleep right, train right. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's playing ball and uh, really, you know, focusing and zeroing in, having fun in high school. But when you get to college, you know, it's it's now becoming more of a business just because of, you know, people are getting paid to play college football now, which is so crazy to me to still say. But, um, you know, it's it's turning into that. But you also don't want to take away that. You know, these are still 17 year olds. That's I think that's part of it. And you could probably speak to this obviously better than I can. But, you know, p- talking to people around Arch Manning and, and not necessarily his parents, but his coaches and, you know, seeing this through Bryce Young and, and all the number one guys, the best guys. It's like you want to keep that sparkle alive, like that fun, like the having fun a little bit along with that, that seriousness of, the, of playing at the elite level and, and chasing everything that you want to chase. Is that difficult or is that sort of really just have to stay in focus? It's really what they tell you, what they want to accomplish is really what, what we try to try to push. You know, um, we, we remind them all the time. This is what you told me you wanted to do. You know, it's, it's not something that I want for you. This is something that you want. And so I think you, you remind, if you, re, you remind yourself that and we remind them of that, I think it's, it's a, a home run. And, uh, you know, and then surrounding him around guys like, you know, like the Jalen Hurts, like the Bryce Youngs, you know, taking him to these elite universities. You got to remember, before Dylan was, you know, this football player, he was a big fan of football. He grew up watching football. He grew up in the locker room, enjoyed being around it. Um, so there is a lot of a lot of fun that's to be had in playing this game. You know, I, I always tell people I never worked a day in my life. Uh, well, it is still a game at the end of the day. And uh, I just made a living out of it. So there is a fine line of, you know, it's so much fun to be had. I mean, it's so fun to play in, you know, huge stadiums and, you know, have people booing you or cheering for you. It's a lot of fun, you know, and you don't forget those things along the way. So, you know, I, I do, there is a sense of appreciation along the way. It's not all business. I mean, you can, you know, walk into these big, uh, you know, stadiums and Coliseum type stadiums and, and really, uh, you know, appreciate it and find some appreciation along the way. And, and along with appreciation comes the fun of it. Something tells me that you like being on the road a little bit more and hearing the booze more than the cheers. <laughs> Did that get you a little more fired up? <laughs> well, playing in Detroit, we, we got booed at home too. So <laughs> yeah, but, but it was, it's fun. It's fun. You, you, you know what you're getting, right? When you go into Lambeau field and, and, you know, in, in high school, in college, it was, it was going to Colorado, you know, going to those other places, A&M and, those other big 12 schools back in the day, but uh, it's something about going on the road. Uh, It is sweeter, you know, when you have success on the road and um, I just had fun with it. You know, I was, I always got there five hours early. I was joked that I set, you know, I used to set the pylons up. Well, why you go so early? Well, I used to help the grounds crew set the pylons up, but I really took it all in. And uh, if that's one thing along with the work ethic and with all the, elite stuff that comes with this take it all in i tell these kids just take it all in because you just never know you know one day you might say i don't want to play anymore and 
you know, and as a parent, you got to support that. But uh, as long as they're telling us what they want to do and we're going to support that. I hate to make these comparisons and we're forced to in this business. Like, Oh yeah, this guy's the next Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah. He's the greatest player of all time, or he's the next Peyton Manning. He's maybe the second greatest player of all time, but there is like a peculiar similarity between Dylan and Patrick Mahomes in the sense that there's a similar look, uh, similar hair, similar height, similar weight, similar throwing style. I mean, has that been kind of encouraged or has that sort of just been his natural way of playing this, the position? Well, a lot of people don't know that Dylan was like elite baseball. Like baseball was, I thought baseball was going to be the catalyst to, you know, what to pay for college or, or, you know, beyond that. Um, and I think with that became all the arm angles and then kind of Patrick kind of came up through that, um, and, and Dylan's always looked up to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, when we moved to Texas, uh, being in Texas, um, he worked out at the same place Patrick worked out at. And it was just by chance because it was in Fort Worth. Um, and then, you know, he got to meet him last summer. And and then it's not, you know, a lot of times you our kids look up to these guys. But these guys are the hardest working players on the planet like yeah when patrick like when, when bobby stroop his trainer posted that video of patrick working out the week after the super bowl i mean that's real you know and it's no surprise why this guy makes the throws he makes because he's just a maniacal worker um it, it's it, he never leaves anything to chance and then he does it with you know he did it with two different groups uh, i mean aside from travis kelsey he did it with two different groups of skill sets so um and then he was injured <laughs> So it's uh, it, it'll never be any secret that uh, the hardest working guys, when you combine that with talent, it's uh, it's a recipe for success and and just being around, you know, people that that, you know, that that, that push that. And, and that's the thing. And I think that's an important point. Patrick Mahomes just doesn't show up on Sunday and look like that. You know, I mean, Andy Reid can joke about eating cheeseburgers all the time, but he's watching film all the time to break down weaknesses and, and those kinds of things. And I think that's important, too, for a player in high school who, you know, can dominate the high school level to say, hey, this isn't the level of where I want to play. You know, I think that's an important thing. And especially and you could speak to this as a former NFL player. If you don't have like a second trick as a quarterback in the NFL, and they'll figure you out and you're done. I mean, you could go down the list of guys that had great first years and then didn't have anything else left to do, and they got figured out real quick. Yeah, I mean, it started, you know, it really started with Matthew Stafford because I spent a lot of time with him, was in his wedding, you know, really close with him. Um, he was a catcher. He was uh, Kershaw's catcher in high school in Texas. And so it kind of was like, you know, in eighth grade, Dylan's like, I'm going to become a quarterback. And like, there's no way. I'm a lineman. There's no, we don't have any skilled position guys in our family, but he was really good at baseball. And, um, you know, and then it just, the, the, he just became a quarterback and kind of taught himself. And he just always studied the game, was always watching. Like even, you know, to this day, he'll fall asleep watching. He watches all the, 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 the uh, Eli Manning on the road, you know, Peyton Manning's, Peyton Places. Um, you watch all those like nerdy shows of, of, of becoming a quarterback. You just, you know, you wonder what he's picking up from those things, but, uh, you know, he, he's getting something out of those. And, uh, like, like I said, quarterbacks are, uh, they're a different breed. And, um, you know, with that position comes a lot of criticism, a lot of, uh, critique, um, just because, 
you just never know, right? You're always, always trying to reinvent or you're always trying to like do one thing. It's like, holy cow, did you see the sidearm side arm throw? Like Stafford was doing that. People were criticizing him. Now it's, if you don't sidearm throw, it's, you don't have that in your bag, right? Or, uh, you know, throwing across cross body or the no look pass in the Super Bowl, right? Patrick's been doing that. Uh, Stafford did that all the time in practice. So uh, these are things that kids are practicing now. And like you said, like you got to have a bag of, you know, like kind of that separates you, whether whether it be the sidearm, the no look, you know, the quick release or, you know, the Aaron Rodgers jump throw or something. Let's talk about the schools in focus real quickly. And we don't have to get too in depth, but let's talk Nebraska. Obviously, you're an alum. Your brothers on the coaching staff there. There's a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, connections there. Uh, you did a boys trip to Lincoln. You're, you're off, often in Lincoln for various reasons. And of, of course, Matt Rule is now there and recruiting him. He sends his whole staff to to Dylan's school to recruit him. What's kind of the thinking with the Huskers and maybe the, the positives and negatives to, to, to ending up there? Yeah, whether these – my kids, when they were born, when my wife married me, we were all Husker fans, whether you like it or not, right? That's, that's what it was. But there's a different appreciation we have for it just because back in the day, you know, uh, a lot of these young kids don't know, but that was the one of the premier programs. Um, you know, three national titles in in the '90s, in the late '90s, and uh, and going into 2000, and thing just kind of, you know, parody kind of happened with college football and landscape, and and the SEC kind of took off. And but before the SEC, before the Alabamas, there was you know schools like Nebraska, Miami, Florida State, you know those those big huge schools. And uh, so you know this thing goes and ebbs and flows. And uh, so I think to appreciate why. Nebraska's in the mix, why he likes Nebraska. Um, you have to appreciate that he was born a Husker fan. It was just a matter of, you know, surrounding, uh, the, putting the right people in that building. Uh, now they got the right people in that building. And, um, you know, we, we try to take him there as much as we can. One, because family's important to us. Uh, yeah. You know, my brother's there. I mean, we went to a game last year. He was committed. You know, it had nothing to do with him recruiting. Uh, sure. But it was just more of supporting family. And uh, now that, you know, why, why, why shouldn't they be in the mix? You know what I mean? I, it's almost disrespectful when people say, well, Nebraska's not, you know, at the level of the Georgias, the USC's, you know, the Bama's. Well, they were at one point. And how this thing works is it comes back, right? And so um, Matt Rule's done a great job of the programs he's been at. Uh, he's surrounded himself with a great staff. And, you know, he had to start somewhere. And, and this is what he inherited. And, and he's doing a great job with it. And that's, you know, part of why Dylan – uh, why Nebraska's in the conversation. He often trains in Southern California. We were talking a few weeks ago, you were kind of hanging out in Newport Beach and really liked it. And there's a whole lot to like there, Lincoln Riley and the way he runs his offense. And I think he and Dylan kind of sat down and had a little chalk talk for a whole day, which really impressed him. Now Cliff Kingsbury's also on staff. I mean, how does that play a factor and, and your thoughts on SC? Well, it's, it's really, uh, you can argue with the success that, not only now Lincoln Riley, but not, only, not now uh, Cliff Kingsbury has had with, you know, with Patrick Mahomes and, and with uh, the offensive mind that he has um, with other quarterbacks that came out of Texas Tech as well. And, uh, and then, you know, him getting that head coaching job in, in Arizona didn't work out, but we all know how those things work out. It doesn't take away from how, you know, of his greatness of, uh, of coaching quarterbacks and, and raising young, young men to be quarterbacks. So, um, you know, it's elite. It's uh, it's an elite university. 
academically. It's an elite university. Lincoln Riley's putting them back on the map, map uh, you know, in, in football. And, uh, you know, you can't argue with what he's done with quarterbacks and, and what quarterbacks have done, you know, w with him. So uh, that kind of goes both ways. And, um, you know, it's, it's close to home. Uh, there, you know, we like, like we, like I said, we we like Southern California. Uh, we like we liked our time there, and uh, you know, it, it, where he trains is is close by. And then Georgia, I don't think you go to Athens seven times. I think seven, unless you're highly interested yeah. in them. And and we've talked about this, Kirby. You know, two national championships, just the elite feel of that program playing in the SEC. What is it for you guys personally about UGA? Oh, well, it starts with the people in that building. Uh, we kind of started by going there because base, a lot of baseball was out there. Um, so we ended up in Athens a lot. Uh, we we, we kind of use Atlanta as a hub one off season. And, uh, you know, it's if, if anybody has ever been to, to Georgia, um, every everything about it is elite. I mean, they the national championship speak for itself. But, um, you know, when you get in that building, it's dog eat dog, like literally dog eat dog, but uh, it's it's competition at the highest level, and uh, you know it's 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 where everybody in college football wants to be. Um, you know, I think it's where Georgia wants to stay. Uh, it's where the you know, where where Nebraska wants to get to. It's where I, mean, I think everybody under Georgia, right? Because Georgia's the top dog right now. Um, it's where everybody wants to get to, and um, you know, and. and it, it, uh, you cannot argue with, you know, what's the quarterbacks coming out in the draft this year. There's going to be, I think four out of the top five are from the SEC. Yeah. So um, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a good problem to have, you know, it's a good problem that, that Kirby smart, you know, wants you, he knows you're a priority, you know, you're, you're a priority from the, the best team in the land right now. Uh, so, and, and he's a priority at, at all of them, you know? And so it's uh it's a pretty cool uh, position that he's in. I don't envy it at all, but I also appreciate, you know, the, I appreciate the, this time in his life because this is something that you'll never get to experience again. Um, you know, being able to choose where you want to go to school. Yeah. I've told a lot of parents before, as we've talked, like it's the bet, one of the best years of your life and you'll never want to do it again. Like, it's just one of those yeah. things like it's great. And then when it's done, I'm happy it's over with and, and, and let's move forward here. Last thing, Dominic, and, and thank you for the time. What, what's next? What does he do now? What are you guys thinking? Yeah, he's just, uh, he's training at, you know, his high school. Um, we don't, we don't have any, I think the coaches go back on the road in May. Uh, there's no plans to, you know, outside of just training right now uh, for the next couple of weeks, but there's, uh, the coaches go back on the road in May and, uh, you know, we, we'll see from there. Um, like I said, there's no timeline. Um, you know, we're not, we, we're not putting a timeline. We made that, you know, did that once and we're not doing it again. Uh, the next one will be where he's going to school. And, uh, so we're, we're looking forward to, um, you know, constantly gathering information, constantly, you know, seeing what's out there and, uh, and going from there. When he gets his NIL deal, will you realize he might have more money than you? And will he have to listen to you still? <laughs> uh, you know, I, we, we, always we, we joke it, about it. <laughs> yeah, we joke about it. Uh, you know, we joke about it. But uh, I got a lot of receipts in my house that, uh, that, I, yeah. that I'm going to present to him one day. But no, it's, it's a good time, you know, to be, to be a college athlete. 
Um, yeah. and, and and just know that, you know, the NIL piece, it comes with performance. He understands that. Uh, I don't think uh, anybody in this house is expecting anything for free. Um, when you get to a school, you got to earn every everything you make. And uh, and that's that happened. That's what happens in football and playing football. But also you got to appreciate the, the free school, the good education, the, you know, the area that you're in. Um, do you want to be there in January and February when there's no football going on? So there's a lot that goes into it. And, uh, you know, NIL is just part of the conversation now. Definitely. That is Dominic Rayola, the father of five-star quarterback Dylan Rayola. I'm Adam Gorney for the Respect My Decision podcast.